What up? Welcome to another episode of the Sons of Legends. It's your boy Art Dog here with your homeboy MJ Gunner. Hey, 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 what do you say? How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Big things popping, little things stopping. Like always, man, like always. Uh, we're gonna jump into it right <laughs> away. Uh, we're gonna jump into war games. That was last night. Mm-hmm. Um Really good pay-per-view. Yeah, I liked it. Um, Morgan's is always pretty awesome. It's it's always a good thing. It's always a good uh, show. Yeah. Um, the match started with the women's war game match. Um, everything I said bad about these girls, man, I take it back. How what did you say anything bad about them? Uh, I've I've talked about Tony Storm. Hey, you see, I take it back, Tony. I take it back. Now, I can sit here and nitpick about little things in the match or whatever, but the things those women did were creative, they were innovative, they were new, and it's real hard to do some new things. Yeah, and it was hardcore on top of all that. Like, that stuff was just brutal. It was insane. I love that match, man. Um, Probably my favorite match on the card was the women's war games. Yeah, a lot of people are saying this is their favorite match. Yeah, look at match of the night a lot last night. Well deserved. Well, well deserved. Those ladies put it on, bruh. Um uh first off I wanna shout out that picture with all four of the girls on the tank with EO, <laughs> Shotzi, Ember, and Rhea standing all on the tank and then they shoot the tank at Dakota Kai. <laughs> Classic yeah, shit. Like an orange bro. ball or something. That, I don't know that what is it was. an epic picture. If somebody has that, please send it to me. <laughs> um, yeah. That was an epic picture. That's awesome. Uh the tank looks incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh Dakota started for the for uh team uh LeRae. And um Ember started for uh team Shotzi. Mm-hmm. Uh so they were in this match forever. Ember and uh, Dakota, so shout out to them for being the marathon women that they yeah, were. They, they, got both, they both have pretty good endurance, you know, they're, they're used to going the distance, as they say, so mm-hmm. good uh, choices for the start. And um, shout out to Dakota Kai, man, she took a beating during that match. She got so many spots done Was on she her. the one... That Ember Moon did the double, the the, the, the eclipse, eclipse on the on chairs, the, on both chairs. Yes. Wow, that's pretty great. Yes. Yeah, I like that spot. Dakota was catching the business in that match. I mean, uh, she she just man, somebody give this lady a push already. I I've mean, I know that Dakota Kai is dope. I know that she's already had a title shot, but I mean. This girl is incredible. Yeah, and another thing that I really that I noticed that I that I really like was how they uh, tried to keep Io Shirai out of the cage. Yeah, that so was that, that was pretty innovative. You know, I've never seen that done before. And not just that, <laughs> Io was um, the third person to come out. Was so, she? I think she was. No, the last. she was the last. She was last. She was last, and Candice was last. Yeah. So. They close the door on EO and Tony Storm takes off her belt and wraps it around the cage. And then when Candace LeRae finally gets out and it's and the war games is about to start, Indy Hartwell comes out of the audience, attacks Candace LeRae. I mean attacks EO Shirai. Candace gets in the cage and 
and then Indy Hartwell locks it with another padlock. <laughs> you ain't getting in this cage, EO. And then walks out. Mm-hmm. And then EO climbs up to the top of the cage with a trash can. First off, I didn't see her climbing with a trash can. Me neither. I was like, How do you climb the cage with the trash can? Like that, you need both your hands to climb the cage, don't you? Like, how do you <laughs> I don't would think so. How do you climb with the trash can? <laughs> I've never seen that before. She climbs a cage up top with the trash can, puts the trash can over her head, and does a crossbody from the top of the cage. Awesome. Yeah. That was an incredible spot. Another straight up incredible spot was Dakota Kai putting EO's head in a trash can and double foot stomping it off the top rope. My God, man, these ladies were brutal. Not only did she double foot stomp her in the trash can, but EO was stuck in that motherfucker. They they, they killed it, man. I mean, I don't know what else to say. They killed it. They they (laughs) killed it, man. And then, like, the biggest thing was when Raquel Gonzalez powerbomb Io Shirai through a ladder and she the one she's the one that gets the pin on the women's champion. Yeah, so, like that like everybody's already calling her to get a, a, a title win shot. at Io. But uh since we're at the end of the match, uh there's also been uh talks that uh Candice Lay might have broke her arm in that match. I mean I couldn't see how anybody walked out fine. Yeah, I, I think mean, everybody looks like they hurt they something. Got, they, they all got the the battle scars and the bruises. They but. have to. They have to because they were. I mean, there was one point in the match where Candice, Tony, and Raquel had Shotzi in the middle and were beating her viciously with kendo sticks. Yeah, I, I was insane. But yeah, I know. Yeah, but yeah, I noticed that uh, she was kind of holding her arm to her chest at the mm-hmm. end. And then the picture with Team uh, Gargano, and I saw online she's in the sling. So, yeah. So, yeah, that'd be really unfortunate if that's the case, you know. But, but at the same time, uh, Candace could use kind of a break right now because she, right now, really, Candace is kind of at the top of her game. So, why would she want to, why would she want to go away and lose all the momentum? I'm not saying that she can leave for months and months no she can she can leave for two or three weeks you can do without her for two or three weeks and then her come back and mm-hmm. attack the champion she mm-hmm. can do that because she's right now at pretty much the top of her game with her having indy hartwell by her side her damn near winning the title in that ladder match if it's broken we won't uh, see her, for her a while, winning though. war games i mean but look finn balor's had a broken john he's been out for since the last pay-per-view or something. I mean, what's worse, a broken jaw or broken arm, though? Uh, About the same amount of healing time. It's still a broken bone. Balor's, Balor's out there talking. He didn't need a cast. Yeah, but he probably had his mouth wired shut for the first week. Okay. So he didn't. you didn't see him for the first two weeks I, of his I injury. I highly doubt if it's broken. That and not only that, Candice LeRae can still do, she can still cut promos and things like that, Yeah, you know, with a broken arm. That's not really that bad. We've seen Randy Orton and CM Punk and all these other guys with arms in a sling still coming out talking shit. Yeah, I guess she can still run around with Johnny and uh, Indy Hartwell and everything. She doesn't even have to run around with Johnny. She can definitely just cut promos and... 
you know, talk Man shit. Indy yeah, she could actually still vie for the title in promos and all that stuff. But then when someone goes to attack her, just push Indy into the way. You know what I mean? So it won't stop her momentum at all. But I hope not. Candace has would, been. That would suck. For the last couple months, Candace has been on. Which is why I thought that if they were going to give the title to one of them, they should have <coughs> given it to her. But Raquel put on a show, though. I mean, she was dominant. She yeah. came in the ring dominating when when it was her turn to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she's probably She came that out stuff. second uh, to help Dakota Kai or whatever, mm-hmm. and it just seemed like the tables had turned. And the, the big thing for me is... It seemed like every time Rhea and Raquel stared each other down, like the place went bananas. Because There's something about that feud. Because they all know what I mean. Those two are two intimidating powerhouse forces in women's wrestling today. And they all want to see it. We're not done with this feud yet. Bring it back. We want to see it some more of this. It was a good match to begin with, but it's something about these two girls. I'm telling you, it's who's the biggest and baddest. I I cannot wait for those girls to hit the main roster and see them in the ring with people like Nia Jax and Charlotte mm-hmm. Flair and things like that, feuds like mm-hmm. that, because these women are getting bigger, badder, and stronger every year. Like NXT's women's division is probably my favorite women's division right now. I mean, it has to be. There are so many contenders and everybody's doing their thing right now. Yeah, like everybody looks like they can, anybody could be viable for the for title, the title right yeah. now. Any, almost anybody. Any of those eight at least. And yeah. that's most of the division. Right. Well, any of those seven because EO is the oh, eight. Sorry. Right. I mean, Indy could count as eight, <laughs> but she still got on her neck brace, but she seemed fine last night. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, that match was incredible. I, I loved it. I loved every moment of it. Me too. Um, shout out to those girls, man. I hope y'all heal well because y'all put on a show and nobody's going to forget that one. Yeah. Um. Uh, second match was Champa and Thatcher. Everybody knows I am not a fan of Timothy Thatcher, but this match did hit hard. That's what it is, you know. He just needed somebody who could, you know, work with him. You know, work the the strong the, game. the work the right the strong striking uh, game with him. You know, like we actually see a different part of uh, Timothy Thatcher. You know, because. He apparently he's not all submissions. You know, he can get in there and he can do the strong style when he has to. Well, Champa caught his ass with a knee to the side of the face that busted his ear open. Yeah, yeah, he busted his ear open. Man, I mean, they were going too. And Thatcher was hitting this guy with some Germans. And I mean, really, um, I, I know I said it. I'm not that big of a fan of Thatcher, but... uh. This wasn't Tommaso Ciampa's best match, but it was Timothy Thatcher's best match. Since getting the NXT. Yeah, since getting like, there. Since being there, uh, since his little run with... Uh, with uh, Matt bro, Riddle. Yeah, the bro. Yeah. Uh, all of that that he's done or whatever. He just needed somebody to work his with. His best match so far has been with Tommaso Ciampa. And then I love the ending of them, like... Both of them holding their necks, staring at each other like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> that was one of the hardest matches I'd ever been through. 
got neck issues. I got, I got hurt, hurt. <laughs> I still don't like you, but damn it, I respect it. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, I kind of like his teachers, his teacher segments that he does. I don't. I don't, know, I don't like, really... I'm, I can get behind that. I don't know. It's just something about him that I'm not feeling. I don't know what it is yet. Um, it's probably his slow style of wrestling because there's no exciting parts in his matches. Yeah. There's no excitement. There's no big thump or um, some huge innovative slam or no top rope moves or none of that stuff. There's nothing that's too much exciting. You have to love Catch is catch wrestling. You have to love catch wrestling too. That has to be the best style in the world to, to you. you in right. order to watch him. Yeah. To, right. To fully appreciate him. What he does. You have to have a great love for catch is catch style wrestling. Yes. And uh, I mean, I love catch wrestling, but I don't know if I can stand it for 30 minutes, you yeah. know, if, if they're having like that type of matchup. Yeah, I get you. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's it's a hard thing, but I, mm-hmm. I, I got a new appreciation for Timothy Thatcher at the last night. Because mm-hmm. Tommaso Ciampa, he's dad in NXT. <laughs> it's dad. He's, he's already said he's not going to the main roster. I'll retire before I go up there. And and rightfully so, because yeah. Tommaso Ciampa has had a bunch, of inju- a bunch of injuries in NXT. He's had a lot of surgeries yeah. from his <clears throat> knee to his neck. Uh, I think his shoulder blew out before. Um, right, so, a lot. Yeah, he's had a tough career already. And you already know that when you go to the main roster, the schedule is going to be hectic because things aren't going to be Thunderdome-ish forever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Eventually, they're going to go back to fans. Yeah, I get that. And their schedule is going to get extremely hectic. I don't think Tommaso's body can stand it for... But it's also not... Uh, a heavier style of wrestling, you know, like in NXT, they're more wrestling, uh, yeah, oriented. You know, they do the five star matches weekly and, and with you such say not. On, on the main and roster, like, they're more promo based and yeah, storyline. Like they know how to uh, to reserve themselves on the main roster more because they do have to wrestle more often. You know? yeah, so that's they true. can't go out I mean, there every night. We did and see just, Ricochet use the six thirty all the time in NXT. Right. We haven't barely seen it on the main roster. Yeah, they can't go out there every week and, you know, put on the great matches because they got to do this again and again and again this week. And in NXT, you kind of get weeks off to alternate because there was a point where Tommaso wasn't even on TV every week. I mean, I'm sure they have house shows too, but I guess now they're not doing house shows at the moment. they can't do house (laughs) shows right now. Normally, I'm sure they would have house shows too, it's just... Not at the. I doubt it's at the same level as it is. I mean, I have an idea about house shows, but I'm not going to give it to you guys. But I do have an idea on how you can do it. Here we go. Arthur, not stealing your ideas. They are stealing. They're not stealing your ideas. Everything I say happens. And they're taking my ideas. And I'm going to hold this one (laughs) because I think that it's very profitable. You're so conceited, I swear. (laughs) I'm telling you, they're taking taking my my stuff. They are. I'm telling you. I say it the next week, it happens. Or I say it, and two months later, it's going down. And I'm like, remember when I said that? 
Yeah, yeah, I remember when you said that. Yeah, they're going back listening, <laughs> binge listening to the Sons of Legends stealing my ideas. You get off yourself. But anyway, next match was uh, the strap match. Uh, uh, Dexter Loomis and Cameron Grimes. I was pleasantly surprised by this match. I did not have high hopes for this match at all because I love Cameron Grimes. No, I mean I figured it was just gonna be Cameron Grimes running, uh, running away from Dexter Loomis the whole Which time. Which half of it was. No, I mean they had some really great spots in it yeah, though. They did. Even even him. He was bringing a fight to Dexter Loomis. You know, it wasn't he wasn't really cowering away from him. That was a great spot where he hit him with a back suplex and threw him over the barricade. Like th- this is one of my favorite strap matches I've seen in a while. Like yeah. a long time. Yeah, I mean yeah in a long time. We have had many, yeah, but yeah, this is one of them. I definitely prefer this up. one to, to the to Roddy's, him and Roddy. Yeah, and this one could actually stand up. Now I'm wondering, is this going to be a Dexter Loomis staple? Probably so, and that's why I kind of worry about his character because yeah. you can only do. I'm afraid of this guy so many times before. You know, get stale and everything. I was thinking about that last night. Like, how can they present him to vie for the championship? I mean, I get, I get how they do that. You know, kind of, it's a stalker thing again. You know, I'm stalking you that's, because you have the that's title. What, because I, I, I was thinking, could you vie for a title without ever saying a word? We uh, haven't heard Dexter Loomis say anything yet. I think he could. He just shows up, you know, in his stalker position. He just shows up. He's looking out a window at you. He's in the right. audience staring at you. And eventually he's standing he's across the ring of you. you. Right, right. Yeah, I think it could work with him. Because there aren't many people who've came in and vied for a title and didn't talk. Yeah, I The theme maybe. Uh, but he has Bray Wyatt to talk for him mm-hmm. in the Funhouse. Right. They're Brock Lesnar, but he had Paul Heyman to talk for him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There hasn't been, I can't think of anyone who didn't say anything. Yeah. And Dexter Loomis hasn't said a word. It works for him, though. Like, it does. It can work for him for a little while. I think so. Like, it'll be a while before it eventually gets stale, but I think eventually it'll get, the whole stalker thing will get old. But um, if he's going to keep the stalker persona, it has to be able to get him to the title picture. Right. You, you know? know what I mean? He, ha- I think his next person that he goes after either has to be a former champion or um, has to be the the... North American title. Like, I would look for it to kind of elevate at some point, you know? Like, take the stalker thing and twist it and do something different. I don't know. I think it's working. I think yeah, it, It's I working think it for works. now. And I think that the same thing could work as long as it's on a better opponent. Because we have to see how other people react to him. Because so mm-hmm. far... Roddy and Cameron have pretty much had the same reaction. Exactly. And, you know, eventually somebody, eventually the whole I'm scared of him thing wouldn't work so well. Exactly. Especially on someone who's not afraid. And who does have a title. Right. If you've dealt with The Undertaker before, Dexter Mm -hmm. Loomis should be cake. You know what I mean? Because Taker, the lights will go off and he'll be there. You're not going to find too many people down there are... And NXT or hell on the main roster 
at this point almost at all that <coughs> really dealt with Taker. Yeah, I mean, yeah, on the main roster, yeah. I but mean, who though? Definitely not in NXT. Almost Taker's took taken out almost everybody on the main roster. I mean, from Rollins to Roman to I mean, everybody's come face to face with Taker. Drew McIntyre, Dolph yeah. Ziggler, all those guys have come face to face with Taker, and they're like. Dude, when that gong hits, I almost shit my pants. Yeah, I guess I was just looking for like a really uh, good feud with Taker. You know, not no. a lot of those guys. I mean, have Randy goals. Orton. Is yeah, Randy's mind. got it. You know what I'm saying? So there are a couple, Roman had it. Roman had it. There are a couple people on the main roster who's had the Miz has had Miz and Morrison. Well, Miz and Truth. Yeah, they did a thing. With yeah, Taker they did back a thing the with Taker back in the day. Uh, there are a couple, you know, there are people on the roster that's, and for them to face Destin Lewis would be like, I've come face to face with The Undertaker. Who do you think <laughs> uh, you, you are? You don't scare me. Yeah. Right. Who, and I think that's going to come the point when Dexter has to talk. Yeah. He has to say something. Like, I don't think this will work forever. Yeah, that's that's my that's my fear is that he's going to come into contact with someone who doesn't care about this stalker shit. It's working now. It's definitely working now. Yeah, because he's got guys who are, number one, smaller than him, all Mm -hmm. the people that he feuded with, and number two, great characters behind them who can act like they're scared. You know what I'm saying? Because Roddy was hilarious. Roddy was funny. When he was scared of the trunk and all of that and going in therapy and Kyle O'Reilly dressing up like a therapist. (laughs) And the whole nine, like, that was was awesome. He was awesome. Cameron Grimes was a different type of funny because he wouldn't shut up. As long (laughs) as he was running away and all that, he's still going to the moon. (laughs) But when you come into someone like a champa. Yeah, I guess what I guess we're looking for is uh, to see uh, someone have a side where they're not afraid of him. Well, you know, would it work I there? I think the next few, you can still use this afraid thing. Mm. Let's move up to Gargano. Mm. Gargano's uh, hot right now. He's got a title right now. This will get Dexter Loomis some. And Gargano's a great actor. Yeah. So. It would work. I think that would work. So let's get on that. That'll work. Yeah, well, speaking of Gargano, the triple threat match was next. Yep. And um, this was my second favorite match. Uh, I liked it. The reason I liked it so much was because um, Leon Ruff actually got to wrestle, and he's got some moves that I haven't seen. Yeah, I get that. You know, one part that I could probably do without is how uh, Damian Priest is kind of afraid to hurt him. You know, it kind of didn't make him look like a wrestler you know, it kind of made him look like... No, uh, he felt he who's... didn't want to hurt the kid. You got to think... Exactly, like, he's Leon... not a kid, he's a wrestler. But he's still... In Damien Priest's eyes, he's like, dude, stay out of my way. I'm going to hurt you. That's what they do to... That's what they do to distractions and novelist people, you know? is that I don't think that made him look very good. Well, shit, he sure... Razor's edged his ass through the barricade yeah, and almost took all, out four people in the crowd. And he looked all sad about it when he did it. No, he just felt bad because he's like, dude, I told you to stay out of my way. Now I probably sent you to the hospital. Because <laughs> he took all of that. Yeah, he did. But I'm just saying, though, you know, and then, he's like, a wrestler, you know. It's that's the like whole he's thing. A, he's, what, he's a fan or something. But, but it felt, it made him feel like it because 
he could punch Damian Priest all he wanted to. It doesn't. It did no damage whatsoever. None. Anytime Leon Ruff did anything to Damian Priest, it didn't do anything to him. And Leon Ruff and Johnny Gargano aren't that much bigger than each other. He's got about forty pounds on him. Johnny does. I mean, it doesn't seem like it when you see them I next mean, to Damian Priest. Johnny's small, but yeah. he's not as skinny. As yeah, Leon, as Ruff Leon Ruff is like 155 pounds. 150, I think it was. And Johnny Gargano's like 205 or 2. He's like 190. Something like that. So, I mean, I liked it. I liked the concept behind it. I liked the fact that Damian Priest didn't want to hurt him at all. He just wanted to go after Gargano. Um, one of my favorite spots was uh, when they finally teamed up Gargano and Ruff and he dives on him and he's like Leon go go, go, go. Leon, go. and he goes to <laughs> run and dive and Johnny Spears <laughs> uh, that was funny but yeah like I guess I like the concept behind it, it. I, I like I like the fact that he didn't want to hurt him for real because he knew that he could just beat him at the drop of a dime um, doesn't make him seem like a threat no it's not point. no the fact the fact is Leon Ruff is not competition to Damian Priest. Damian Priest had a score. Damian Priest had a score to settle with Gargano. He wasn't worried about Leon Ruff. Like, what's the point of having him in there if he's just, you know, not competition at all? But Damian he proved Priest. that he was because the things that he was doing was he insane. He didn't hurt Damian Priest. No, he didn't. He didn't. But. but the fact is that he did enough damage to keep him away while he almost pinned Johnny Gargano okay. three or four times. Okay. Where he was on the outside, Leon Ruff hit him with a drop kick through the ropes and then hits Gargano with this springboard spinning cutter. Yeah, he did that. He did that. I saw that. Killer move. His frog splash from damn near halfway across the ring. Killer. His uh his crucifix bomb, killer. The dude's got some moves like he sprung from the top to the middle to the bottom, climbed through a person's legs and drop kick. Like that's sick, and that's the reason probably why I enjoyed it so much is because I haven't seen him actually get any offense off, yeah, and his it. offense is unique, is creative. I just hope that he doesn't go back. Down after see, this. See now, there's see now, there lies the question. Where mm-hmm. do what does he do after this? Because if he does stay on the NXT roster and he's doing stuff, then okay, I get your point. But if he could he, definitely go after Gargano still. But if he goes back into obscurity, then I don't see the point of having him win the title off Gargano. I right. mean, it was just it kind of a really waste of time a as a two month storyline, <laughs> right? But he kind of, I mean, he all he became a star as soon as he won. As soon as Damian Priest raised his hands and that belt dropped down to his legs, I believe he became a star right then. Now we have to see if he has the skill to actually beat anyone. You can start him off with guys like the Everrise guys and the, you know, things like that, or... You can keep this thing going with Gargano, have him come after Gargano, have him get a fluke win over Damian Priest maybe with the help of Gargano or Austin, and it'll keep him in the mix. Yeah. Now, how long it'll last, couldn't tell you. Because <laughs> it all depends on where you go from here. Right. He can be a star for now, 
Because he got a huge ovation last night when he came out. Right. But you have to give him a credible opponent and can't have him lose to every fucking body with a name. That's the thing. Oh, right after the Gargano match, we saw a promo. It looks like Karrion Cross. Yeah, it looks like Kieran Cross is making his way back. I'm I'm uh, pretty happy about it. Uh, they could probably use the the star power, as they say in the, in the main title picture. I don't even know who's gonna be coming for the NXT now, title. The problem is every single time somebody wins a title and loses and go, I mean, and goes out with an injury, when they come back, they never get that title back. Yeah. But uh, let's not gloss over the fact that uh, that Austin Theory is one of them screen face guys yeah. that helped Johnny win. It was me, Austin. <laughs> it was me all along. That's uh, funny. Okay, now he's got the title back. I'm going to I'm going to have to ask him to let him keep it. Okay. Okay. You're right. Three time, three time North American champion, baby, and never defended it once. Everybody okay? knows I'm a Gargano head. He needs to quit trying to steal Sasha Banks's thing. Okay, <laughs> that that persona's taken. It was just broken. We just got the big moment for it. It's taken. Well, I'm gonna need him to defend the title too. He has Please. the difference between Sasha Banks and Johnny Gargano. As at least Sasha defended the tag titles. Yeah, DIY lost those. The first <laughs> the He's first lost every single title on his first defense. He's never defended anything. Not once. And I am a huge Johnny Cargano fan, and it's hard. I'm going to need him to go out and get it together. It's very hard. When we can't defend not one <laughs> single title. Well, not the tag team, world, not the North you got the tag team at least. Yeah, well. We couldn't even get that. <laughs> we couldn't even get a tag team title defense. <laughs> My funny. God. The freaking AOP. <laughs> All right, so it's back around his waist. I'm going to need him to go ahead and hold The part on that it. I didn't like was there were like nine fucking ghost dudes coming out. I hated that. If it's going to be like the ghost character, focus on the one guy so the reveal can be great. At that point, yeah, at that point, it feels like there's a group of them and we're waiting on all of them to reveal themselves, (laughs) which is, which is, it's, uh, that sucks. But um, Austin Theory being the ghost guy, I don't think it does anything for him, only for Gargano. Why not? Uh, Austin Theory already kind of had a name. Number one, when he was with Selena Vega and uh, and her group with Andrade and uh, Angel Garza. Mm-hmm. Um, he also has, you know, went through tournaments and had his own kind of debut right. and, you know, the all-day thing. So he's kind of built something already. Mm-hmm. He just needed kind of a push or... Uh, uh, I don't want to say persona change. I want to say like an attitude change. I got you. He needed to be mean instead of being cocky all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this does do great things for Gargano because he's always got an ace in the hole. 
Right. Now he's got somebody to have his back. Just like Candace and Indy. She's always got an ace in the hole now. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was hoping that Candace would have won it off of Io Shirai. That would have made a lot more sense then. I keep saying it. It should have been her and not him. Yeah, it would have made a lot more sense then. Because right now, it seems like Raquel's going to be the one that people are looking at for the title shot. Because of that pinfall that she got on EO. Right, right. So, um, I guess we just got to see how shit goes, man. Right, uh, main event time. Main event time. Uh, The Undisputed Era versus the brand is what I've been calling them. (laughs) The kings of NXT. I call them the brand because you're not a king of anything. But... You do it for the brand, and you're definitely building a brand, so I just call them the brand. All right. Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee, Pete Dunn, Oni Larkin, and Danny Burch. Um, Pete Dunn started off the match for uh, the brand, and uh, Kyle O'Reilly started for the Undisputed Era. Um, of course, you know, Kyle O'Reilly, Pete Dunn, gonna going to do their thing. They did their thing for the five minutes. And then uh, Oni Lorkin came in. Uh, Oni is like, is being overlooked so hard to me because he is so dope and has such a dope style. Yeah, I get that. Most definitely. I like him and Danny Burch as a team and everything. I like I like the brand altogether. Mm. I like each person individually and I like them as a group. That's very rare besides someone like DX, where you like them all individually and you like them as a group. Yeah, I get you. Because Pat McAfee can hit the buttons like nobody else. The boy showed out last night. That's what he did. Like, he played his role perfectly. He's the last one out of the chambers. He's giving orders. But then he also shows off whenever he, whenever he, uh, whenever he wants to. You know, it's like I can do this. I choose not to because why do I got? Because he other gets guys. out his cage, and first off, you can tell Pat McAfee's a showman because <laughs> he comes down and instead of getting in the cage, he goes under the ring and starts pulling out tables with all of the undisputed era's name on them. Right. Pulls them out, goes in. The first one to go through a table is Roderick Strong. And he hits the moonsault. Beautiful. Picture perfect moonsault. Pat McAfee off the top rope. Puts him to the table. Big moonsault. Perfect damn near. Straight laid out. Gets up. Shakes hands with everybody. They're waiting on Adam Cole to get his ass in there. (laughs) Because at this point... All three members of the Undisputed Era are laid. They laid out all the other members of the Undisputed Era. And they're waiting on Adam Cole. The Mm. buzzer sounds. They're all standing there at the door like, get your ass in here. (laughs) It's about that time, buddy. We've been waiting on you. (laughs) Adam Cole comes down, goes under the ring. First thing he grabs, fire extinguisher. Let's go. (laughs) Let's break this up. Let's break this up. Mm. Sprays everybody, gets in with the chair and starts laying waste. And Adam Cole had one of those flurries that gets you so hype. Mm. Like he comes in, hits hits uh, Danny Burch with the chair. He hits Pete Dunne with the chair across the face. Yeah, I saw that too. Boom. Ouch. Hits the thrust kick, hits the thrust kick on Oni Lorkin. Then he looks at Pat McAfee. 
Pat's like, bring your ass over to this ring. <laughs> Come on over here. And when when uh, Adam Cole starts walking his way, Pete Dunne just stands up like, Mm-mm. no way. You ain't touching my money. <laughs> this is my money. Like he just he played that role so well last night. Pete Dunne is a small guy, but he seems so big in this group. I mean, he's smaller than McAfee, but he is the muscle, though. Yeah, like, he's, he's like the, the enforcer. Right. That's it's, his role. He's and the that's big the guy, whole the thing. Guard. You haven't seen a, a, a point where, like, this takes me back to the 90s, where the small guy was the muscle in the group. Like, the time when, like, in Joe Pesci movies, mm. like Casino, he was the shortest guy, but he's like, what'd you say to my fucking friend? <laughs> Pete Dunne's definitely the toughest guy in that And group. he's one of those and guys. He's, he's one of the smaller intimidating guys. Intimidating guy. But he, he doesn't say a word. He's definitely the most intimidating, I think. He always looks mean. Right. He looks like he's going to beat up his own teammates. <laughs> right. Yeah, he does. But yeah, uh, Pete Dunne pulled the enforcer role perfectly. He's mm-hmm. snapping fingers. He's doing innovative things like putting their fingers through the cage and bending them the opposite direction. And, I mean, what what can you say? I mean, this this team with Pete Dunne, Only Lorcan, and Danny Burch. I'm really happy that Danny Burch and Only Lorcan mm-hmm. are finally getting their just due. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the, the biggest spots to me was when Pat McAfee climbs to the top of the cage and then dives off, you know, with just the swan, swan time. time. Like, that that stuff was just incredible. It, it sounded like nobody caught him. Like, it was caught, though. I hope so, because it sounded like nobody caught him. It's like Pat McAfee is doing the things that us wrestling fans wish that we could do. You know, yeah. he goes in there, and he does the big spots, and... He's he's you can tell he's a wrestling fan, you know, is living out his dream of wrestling matches. I gotta say that Pat McAfee is probably one of the ones who came in from another sport or another place and did this the right way. I there are very one of the few, best in my opinion. Yeah, there are very few who do it, do it the, the right, right way. way. I gotta give props to Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman came in and Rodzilla was killing it. He actually tried. He studied behind this. Mm-hmm. He did this. I got to give it to um, uh, Maria Menudos. She tried. She wanted to do this. She wanted to get in there. And she did that shit. Stephen Amell tried. Mm-hmm. He didn't get that much shine, but he really tried. He did this. But Pat McAfee... It's like he was. It's like he. It's like he was made, made to for do this. this. Like you would watch him, you think he's been doing this for years. Yeah, you would think that. Oh, Lawrence Taylor, I gotta give it to <laughs> Lawrence Taylor too, cause him and Bam Bam at WrestleMania, yeah. crazy. I love that, and Lawrence Taylor could barely stand up when he finished. But there are guys who came in to do this who didn't really. I mean, Floyd Mayweather, I gotta give him props too. I mean, there's a difference between, you know, having a celebrity spot and, you know, getting in there and actually wrestling matches. matches. No, not just that. There's a difference between having uh, a run like this little one-month feud that leads to WrestleMania Mm -hmm. 
than having a storyline. He has a whole storyline that started all the way back from his talk show when him and Adam Cole were arguing. Adam Cole stormed, stormed off his show. Right. You know, they went to spilling, uh, throwing water in Pat's face, him costing the Undisputed Era matches, him kicking Adam Cole, the Adam Cole match, him bringing in Ridge Holland, Ridge Holland being injured, him bringing in uh, Only Lorcan, Danny Burch, and Pete Dunne. Laying all the Undisputed Era out. Laying out the like, whole Undisputed was, Era. This like This was, was a storyline. Well, too. And it was great. And, man, Pat... I just want to pat you on the back and give you a round of applause because you made this worthwhile watching. Mm. Not only that, your promo was great, and I do want that shirt. <laughs> it's yeah. great to be great. It sucks to suck. <laughs> I hear he even sold his injuries on his show this morning. You know, he comes in with the neck brace and everything. You know, Pat McAfee is a wrestler. Let's mm. just cut the shit. Mm-hmm. You're a wrestler, dude. You might as well drop the act, get in on this, <laughs> go ahead and give us some shit that's worth that's worth it. Right. Because this, if this storyline was this good, I can't wait to see what he has next. I mean, another one of the really impressive things that I saw last night was he actually kicked out of the pen uh, the pen the Panama Sunrise. Yeah, like. Adam Cole's went championships with this move. Like that, he beat him with it last time. I thought that this match was over right there. Ain't no way he's kicking out of this, and he kicks out. And it was it was great. He didn't even take the pinfall last night. No, he didn't. He didn't. But he's been damn impressive. The undisputed era did win the match. Um, that was that was great. Mm-hmm. That was great. Uh, big ups to Pat McAfee, man. I mean, you expect that out of everybody else. You expect greatness out of everybody else. But Pat McAfee showed you that he's ju- he's up there with them. And he can be if they gave him the opportunity. And they gave it to him and he showed that he can do it. Yeah. Uh, the mood sauce, the swantons, the clotheslines he was catching people with. Chair shots that he caught. He was catching kendo sticks. He went through everything. He went through a table. He jumped up to the top rope to suplex Adam Cole. Adam pushes him, and he flies halfway across the <laughs> ring through a table. It was incredible. It was great. It was great. Uh, War Games was awesome. Yeah, I liked War Games. Um, you got some storylines that you want to talk about through uh, other organizations? or? Uh, well, on... Uh... MLW this week, they continue with the Opera Cup. Uh, ACH goes over Laredo Kid. And I'm really digging this new look on ACH, man. He's gotten pretty buff, man. He's, yeah. he's getting up there. He was day. getting big already. Right, you know, getting pretty every, big. It seems like ever since WWE released him or he quit or whatever the case was, mm-hmm. he got angry jacked. <laughs> he's got a new style, you know. It's more the suplex things and... His Instead brain, of being high-flying. Right, he's still high-flying, but, you know, it's more in the suplex, etc. Mm-hmm. you know. I like the new look on him. And uh, in the main event, uh, Loki goes over Davey Boy Smith Jr., and he now he's in uh, the semis. And I've heard that Davey Boy is leaving MLW. It's just a rumor, but I've been pretty surprised if he is. I mean, uh, Davey Boy Smith Jr. has been a pretty... Uh, Stand out in MLW. MLW. You know, he's, yeah, he's one of the staples right. that's been there for a long time, him and Teddy. Right. Teddy's not there anymore. Yeah, though. but that could be one right. of the reasons why. 
I don't know if Davey wants to be there alone. All he got is Brian Pillman Jr. Yeah, they were doing all, they were doing all right by themselves though. Yeah. yeah, it's a different ball game when you got a group of people there to support you though. I would like to see him come back to the WWE because he was there as so. a DH Smith. Yeah, I don't and it kind of so. like him John. And, him and uh, TJ were a tag team at yeah. one point. Him, TJ, and Natalia were together. Yeah. It kind of be like Johnny uh, Mundo coming back. Yeah, you know, come back and show what how much you've grown and how much you progress. Yeah, but I don't think they've done John John Morrison justice since yeah, he's been back. True. Besides their tag team title run, which was pretty good. Yeah. Um, because they never technically got beat for them. Never got a, a rematch. And never got a rematch. Don't don't get me started, Art. But um, uh, yeah, uh, they got rich in Impact. They've got Rich Swan as their heavyweight champion, and mm-hmm. Ken Shamrock's going after him. And Sammy Callahan has been turning him back into the old Ken Shamrock, the snapping, screaming, ankle-breaking. Does it work the same, though? It it does, actually. It actually works a little bit better because he looks a little more sophisticated with it. Mm -hmm. Since he's got, like, the grayer hair, he looks Mm -hmm. a little crazy now. Yeah, I get you. Uh, And having Sammy Callahan as the catalyst, it kind of works. I just... I'm... Skeptical about Rich Rich Swan having a heavyweight title run. Yeah, I get that. I get you know that. what I mean. Uh, the Good Brothers are the tag team champions, yeah. and Rajit Rahu is Rajit Rahu is still the uh, X Division champ. They're doing a tournament for the women's tag team titles. Right, right. I remember they are here. They got Jazz back. Jazz is gonna team with Jordan Grace, which is. Mm-hmm. Two big girls, man. My favorite team, of course, is Tasha Steeles and uh, Kira Hogan. I <laughs> love them, yeah. but um, I'm I'm thinking that they're probably going to go with Taya Valkyrie and uh, Rosemary. Yeah, that'd be cool. I hear Killer Kelly's over there now. Yeah, that she's over there. I liked her. Uh, there are, there, are, there are a couple UK. people there who who are over there. Uh, yeah. EC3 has jumped to Ring of Honor. So he's been in WWE, Impact, and Ring of Honor within the last few months. Few, yeah, I get you. And um, uh, it's it's not looking too bright for him. But um, hopefully he's happy wherever he is because it seems like nobody's really willing to stick with him. But on the other tip, though, the fact that AEW will be cross-branding with TNA will be a very interesting. Yeah, at the end of the AEW this week, uh, Kenny Omega beats John Moxley for the AEW title. And then... Uh, Don Callis. Right, Don Callis. He helps him win it. Yeah. And then they run out of there. And then he says, "We're gonna, you're going to see him on Impact this week. Yeah, this Tuesday on Impact, right. which automatically everything. is going to make Impact's ratings shoot up. Yeah. Because people want to know what the hell Don Callis and fucking uh, Kenny Omega. I can get behind the whole uh, cross-branding thing. Well, you got to remember people used to do this all the time, and then Vince just kind of put a monopoly on the game. Mm-hmm. And even when he bought out WCW, they still had an invasion storyline, so... I mean, it's not uncommon. It's just the fact that uh, Vince kind of has a monopoly on the game. And now that they have someone else to do it with, this ought to get very interesting. 
Because yeah. I'd like to see a couple of these matches cross-branded. I'd love to see the Good Brothers fight the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd like to see, um, uh, what's his name, Powerhouse. Brian Cage. Yeah, I'd like to see the Bri- Brian Cage and all those guys fight a lot of those guys from He was uh, already in Impact. He, he was in Impact a little while ago. Yeah, but he they had him losing to Tessa Blanchard, dude. Did he lose to Tessa Yes, Blanchard? he lost to Tessa Blanchard. That's how she got the title shot to catch Sammy Callahan. They still did him pretty well over there. I didn't like. I didn't like his run and impact like that. He was a heavyweight champion. He was, but so was Tessa Blanchard. Well, they were doing. They were doing innovative and things while, over there. And at that not time, only that, Bart. while he was champion, they had another title that Moose just brung out of nowhere. Yeah, well, Art, they were doing innovative things over there with Tessa Blanchard. At I that think time. they diminished his title run. Some, I mean, Brian Cage is a force, and yeah. you know, the way they did him in Lucha Underground doesn't even compare to the way they did him in Impact. That's true. You know what I mean? He was booked as like the Terminator in mm-hmm. Lucha Underground. He right. could not be touched. Right, right. But yeah, um, I think that it ought to be very interesting to see some things that happen with this cross-branded thing. But um, we got a few things to talk about yeah, in the main Sting's roster. Sting's return, Sting. baby. I almost forgot, I almost forgot but uh, it's Sting. <laughs> yeah, uh, Sting coming was definitely a surprise. Definitely. But I didn't see it coming. But I'm not shocked that he's there. No. You know because that's what AEW does does a lot. You know they bring in the legends. And I got to respect it, bro, because um, I did not like his WWE run. That was terrible. Yeah. Uh, not only was he, not only did he lose every match that he had in WWE, but he only had two of them, mm-hmm. which was against Triple H and Seth Rollins. Right. Lost them both, injured on the last one. Uh, he did, his best moment was Survivor Series when uh, we were there to watch him come for the first time, um, that took the world out for a second. But other than that, his WWE run was, they did him dirty. Yeah, I definitely get that. You know, Trip probably could have let him win that match at WrestleMania. And, you know, I think that uh, I've been reading that he's uh, kind of got that opinion, too. That's why he left. You know, he didn't want to go out like that. Yeah, they did him dirty. That's probably why he came back, so he can end his career the right way. Right, I get that. So, um, that's exciting. Uh, Sting's one of my favorites. They had his AEW shirts ready to go. Ready to go. <laughs> ready to go. Because they knew that it was going to be on. <laughs> you don't know how many Sting funny. fans there are. I mean, ready Sting's, to go. Sting's been wrestling since I've been watching wrestling. I've been watching wrestling since at least 1985. Mm. At least. And Sting's been there since, like, 1983. So, yeah, Sting is one of those staples, just like Taker. I'm so sad we never got the Sting versus the Undertaker. But, you know, some things are just left better left in the fantasy world. Yeah, I get that. And I would have uh, enjoyed it if it was when they were both in their prime. Not just that, when they were both in their great character mode. Yeah, you know, like, I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it as much if we did get it. You know, when Around Sting the time came, when, Tri- when Sting did come to the WWE. You when Tripp and Sting right. fought, yeah. I right. mean, but it's still, still. The entrances alone would have been worth the price of admission. 
alone. Just The Undertaker coming out while Sting's in the ring. Worth the price of admission alone. That Just to get that photo. Right, I get you. But yeah. Um, so, main roster. Let's get this cracking before we run out of time. We've got... Um, We've got uh, AJ Styles getting his title shot because he won the triple threat against Keith Lee and Matt Riddle. Right. AJ and Drew McIntyre should have a pretty good TLC match. I'm looking forward to this one. Is it going to be TLC? Yeah, I think he, I think their TLC and uh, Roman and KO for SmackDown are TLC too. Um, I want to see what role. <laughs> is, is his name Amosa? I, I did not catch his name, but I did catch him playing a couple of... I did catch him uh, throwing a couple lines in this weekend. <laughs> right. You know, he's talking a little bit. I didn't catch his name, though. Um, I want to see what role he plays in all of this. He's a big dude. Right. He's a big dude. And uh, AJ screaming at him, You're lucky he's pulling me away. <laughs> I was going to get you. <laughs> <coughs> AJ works really well off of him. He does. He does. Um, uh, Sasha and uh, Carmella had their face-to-face. Yeah, on SmackDown. Uh, I think Matt Riddle's going to be going after the UX title next because he got attacked by Bobby Lashley this week. Right, right. He's been trying to sell his things and his pitches, <laughs> ideas to MVP, MVP. <laughs> for a while, and then Lashley attacks him. They talk about the sympathy of the, the symphony of destruction match. Yeah, I mean, I really I like this match, you know, uh, with all the the weapons and everything. Alliance is something I've never seen before. He actually I think put that's his staple. guitar picks in his, in his fingers, fingers yeah. and then right in his fist and then hit him. You know, yeah, I was that pretty was cool. Dope. That was dope. And then the match ends with Jeff Hardy uh, swan timing him through a table, and he's on, on the outside. outside. Right, he's on the outside. By the steps. And he hit his head on the steps coming down. And he uh, gets a one, two, three, and he gets up and he's all good. That, that man is indestructible. Jeff Hardy is not human. He's indestructible, man. Can I tell mean, y'all, man, somebody need to do a DNA test because you cannot tell me that ain't Mick Foley's son. I don't get it. That's Mick Foley's son. Like he gets up and he's... he's ain't Jeff like 40-something? He's... Mid forties now. Good God! He dude. takes his shirt off and he's doing his little hand gestures. He, he's fine, you know. He just hit his head on the steps and he's all right. Oh, I just busted the back of my head. That's all. I'm good. You get what's for dinner? I'm I'm glad he's all right. <laughs> but geez. Jesus, I mean, come on, uh, Lana. Oh hell! And they're gonna get the shot at the pay per view arts. Yep, Lana and Oscar. I don't know what I did to deserve this. Gets a shot at the, you. You had you loved her going through a table for nine weeks. That's what you did. This mean that I was a trade off. Does this mean I have to get the two people, that was the, the two women that I disliked the most on this roster as a tag as team? A tag team. The, the Lana's already got Oscar doing a little TikTok dances and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, give me a break. Lana and Oscar get the shot. They get they get a win over Baszler and Nia Jax. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I mean that's that's the trade off, dude. If I had known this was a trade off, I would have I would have I would have protested the tables. No, you wouldn't. It's you not were enjoying worth it. it way too much. It's, it's not worth it if this is the trade off, Arch. You were enjoying it way too much. Now this could possibly make Oscar a double champion. Here we go. She's not going to be able to do it like the Golden Road Models. Thing. <laughs> She's not. 
We're going to find out if they're going to let her because you know they can't give the horsewomen accolades without giving it to Oscar too. Nope. <laughs> the five of them. Hold up. Time out. We left out Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's going to be, that's gonna that's be going down. Um, Smackdown this week. Uh, Jay Uso has made uh, one more thing on Raw. What? Are they going to keep the mask off of Reckoning now since it flew off in her match? I guess so. Against Dana that, Brooke. Reckoning. And she lost, too. Like, we, we know, like, we all knew who it was. Like, I don't understand the point of the mask. Like, we don't know who it is. Yeah, we knew it was Mia Yim to begin with. We knew all that stuff in the beginning. And now, her first match, she loses and she gets yelled at by Mustafa Ali. I don't know. I don't like the stable art. You already know I don't like them. I don't know. You better like Slapjack. I don't like Slapjack or you any other You better like T-Bar. I don't like Slapjack or T-Bar or any of your other ones, all right? I don't <laughs> like this table. <laughs> and all these funny oh, names. Um, so do you think Cedric Alexander is walking out on the Hurt Business? Because he wins his match against Xavier Woods and then walks out on it. I hope he's not... Like, they work so well. This is what they do. They build them up so they can tear them down. <laughs> Gosh, man! It it is crazy how that happened. Never fails, are they? It never is crazy how fails. But um, uh, uh, yeah, SmackDown. Uh, Big E got a new entrance. Yeah, new he's entrance going music. back to his to his. Uh, I need five gimmick to his weightlifting stuff. Yep, came out with the powder clapping on his hands. New entrance music. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did um, uh, uh. Tribute match to Pat Patterson. Rest in peace, Pat Patterson. Yeah, he passed away this week. Um, they did a tribute match with all Intercontinental Champions in it. Um, and, of course, it was Biggie, Dave Bryan, and... Uh, Rey Mysterio. Against Shinsuke, Sami Zayn, and... Nakamura. That's what I Wait, said. No. Nakamura, Sami Zayn, and Dolph Ziggler. Uh, Biggie them gets the win. Uh, the more important thing is uh, the Roman Reigns, Jay Uso thing. This gets more interesting every single week. Mm-hmm. Because Roman gives Kayla an pro- uh, uh, interview, cut her down pretty much the whole interview. Mm-hmm. Kevin Owens comes out, starts talking shit. Jay Uso accepts a match on their behalf. And then Roman's late for the match. Yep. And then, you know, first half he's wrestling on a handicap match. And then Jay Uso looks like he's going for the win at the end. And then Roman tells him to get off the ropes and come tag me in. So Jay tries to pick up KO and, you know, bring him over to the corner. And then, you know, uh, KO uh, gets out of it and then knocks Roman off the apron. And it hits the center of Jay. Almost gets the W and then uh, Roman gets DQ'd. Right. And um, it's leading to TLC with Roman and KO. So this this is a great feud for him to start off with. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, hey, like you said, uh, rest in peace to uh, Pat Patterson. Yeah, uh, RIP Pat Patterson, man, staple of the WWE, first ever Intercontinental Champion. Uh, loved his run with the Stooges. That's that's the one I know him for. I've never actually seen him wrestle. I've but- seen him wrestle before. Yeah, I know him as one of the members of the Stooges. <laughs> right. Gave us classic memories. Yeah. Uh, loved them. Loved them. Loved them. 
Um, so rest in peace to Pat Patterson. Mm-hmm. All right, bro. That's all we got for this week. Tell them where to reach you, man. Uh, Matt Lindsay on Facebook. Uh, Art Dog One on Instagram, Art Dog Three on Twitter, Arthur Quinn on Facebook. Hit us up at the Sons of Legends Twenty One at Gmail dot com. Give us any topics you want us to talk about. That's it for us this week, man. Thank y'all for listening. We'll talk to you guys next week. Peace.